Hello and welcome everyone to episode 16 of the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or a newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I am Jake, as always, and joining me today, very, very exciting, we have with us Sempra and Tony. So first off, of course, Sempra, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's been a little bit, clearly you've had some other stuff going on, like, oh, I don't know, winning a regional, but besides that, how are you doing? How are you going? What's uh, what's new with you? What's up? Uh, I'm having a good time. Uh, just wanted to take a break from Pokemon. That's that's how my weekend's been. That is nice. You know, you probably went like real hard do, going doing a lot of pl- uh, prepping and planning and scrims yeah. and all that kind of stuff and so what have you been doing in your off time just chilling i don't know i've just been just doing whatever i want to do it feels fun to not i feel like i was pushed to to play because i was like i want to get in vancouver but yeah. now i don't care anymore so i just i play whenever i want i i chill whenever i want it's it's fun nice nice well that is cool plus you know it gives you a different perspective you know when you get back into it but uh but that's good um and uh, Tony, of course, welcome back for sure. How uh, how you doing? What's up with you? Oh man, is that Sempra? Oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh shit, that's Sempra. Um, no, I just been doing reg C stuff. Nothing new. Preparing for Portland so I could go one and eight. That's the uh, that's the play, right? Yeah, that's the play. Go one <laughs> and eight. Like what, nice. what? What else would I do? I'm not yeah. gonna win. I'm gonna go there for fun. I heard I heard someone say this. I'm gonna go there for fun. Maybe next year I'll go for worlds. And then that's hopefully the cheat code to winning the whole thing. That makes sense. You gotta you gotta put it out in the universe that you don't care. You're ambivalent to it, and then you know, things will turn out for you. Well, that's fun. Um speaking of regulation C, that's like kind of what I've been up to as well. Uh specifically, something that has been fun for me is I'll chat with some people in like get on a discord call or something like that. And then we'll sort of go back and forth with uh, playing games like on showdown and then sort of discussing them after the fact, you know, uh, Spicer and I've been doing that recently and it's, it's just been kind of fun. Like it makes it a much more communal experience. And when you are the one playing or the one not playing, you just have a different, different viewpoint of the actual turns and how they go and, um, you can pick up stuff that maybe you're, you know, the other person may have missed. So that's just been fun. And doing stuff with Regulation C has been interesting. The Ruin Pokemon are going to be some interesting spice added to the meta for sure in just a few short weeks. But besides that, like I said, thank you both for coming on. Let's jump into it. So, of course, the rundown on the episode that we have for you. We do have some news, just a little bit of news to get to before jumping into the topic we're going to be really talking with Sempra about his Vancouver experience, you know, what that all entailed from, you know, the weeks and days leading up to it, and then also some of the life after about how it's been since winning. And also, we want to break down the top four of the Utrecht special event to see what that was all about and what some of the top teams there were doing. But let's first jump into the news. So, Semper, do you want to take this first one, please? There's another five-star raid. It's the Blissey raid, and it it's an increased amount of EXP candy and tarot shards, and it's a good opportunity to 
the farm shards. Yeah, okay, Blissey's cool. fairy, right? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. That's the one that they showed, but just like they did with the mouse hole event or mouse hold event, I don't think they're necessarily going to be only fairy. So what oh, I'm okay. hoping is Blissey gives just like a bunch of Terra shards, maybe like five, you know, like five shards of a couple different types in addition to whatever type it is and some XP candy. Blissey is also apparently coded to be more likely to provide Urban Mysticas. So maybe they'll be dropping some of those as well. I think this could be a really cool event for people who are looking to get a lot of competitive Pokemon ready to go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And of course, they're very easy to beat because all you need is a physical attacker and they just drop. So, Tony, you want to take this next one, please? All right. Um, guess who won you track? It's not Sempra. It's actually Eric Rios. Eric Rios won you track. Oh, the Utrecht special event. Oh, damn, I fucked that up. Okay, I guess I'll start over. No, it's okay. Just keep, <laughs> keep rolling with it. All right, cool. We'll, we'll keep this whole thing in, and like they'll just know now. They'll be like, oh, yeah, he fucks up a lot. Uh, but Eric Rios won the Utrecht special event. There were uh, 460 master players for the event, and I think he got you know championship points. So good job, Eric Rios. Woo! Yep, he did pull up, uh, pull off 200 CP from the event, going 12 and 2 in Swiss. And in the top eight, of course, going all the way to the, the, the finals. We'll talk about his team along with the other three in the top four later on. But not surprising, it is a good stuff's team. Something that we've been seeing a, a composition of for quite some time. And last piece is really just wrapping up Series 2, a.k.a. Regulation B. The final event is this weekend in Charlotte. So for everyone looking to get some uh, some of the last taste of the meta prior to the Ruin Mons being introduced, this is going to be it. It should be very exciting. A lot of people are going to be there. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing how it all plays out, of course, before we jump into Fort Wayne on April 1st, which is going to be Regulation C. Are you hyped for Regulation C? Like, I just need it. I just want to know both of your honest opinions. Like, are you hyped for it? I was hyped for it originally because I love Ting Lu, but like now I'm just like, I'm trash. I'm I'm so trash right now. <laughs> Semper, I'll let you go first. Have, have you played any Regulation C thus far? Any I think testing? I played like my first five games today. Okay. And so that that, that was in like like one thousand, of course, eleven hundred. Uh, so my five game experience opinion is, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. I, I used a cool team. It was like a Aaron Trailers team. We used it at a tournament. It was like an offensive team, but it was you have balanced components to it, so it's pretty fun. Yeah. I'm definitely excited for it. What I've been interested in seeing is how quickly a meta has developed since it's been available as a as a ladder on Showdown with like Poison being the go-to Terra type for Wochin and maybe Ting Lu or maybe Ferret Fairy type for both of those as well. Or like, you know, the, the pairings that have popped up are very similar to the ones that we've had before. So it's like... It's kind of a return to the pre-ranked meta that we had where everything was legal. So I don't know. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think the the one big thing if I'm going to share with our listeners is 
you do not need a ruined Pokemon on your team to be successful. Just like when the Paradox Mons were first introduced, you did not need a Paradox Pokemon to be successful. The same thing is going to be here. If you find yourself struggling to figure out which one of the four you need, sit back. No, don't worry about it. Try a regular non-ruined Mon, see how it goes, and then adjust if you need be. But definitely have something to be able to beat Wochian because it will wall a full team of physical Pokemon if it gets the chance. No, don't worry about Wochian. Everyone just ignore it. I'm not <laughs> totally going to bring it or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, do do anything but just forget Wochian existed. It's a snail. Throw some salt on it. It's good. It's good. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> but cool. Let's uh, move into Vancouver recapping that. We sort of did a recap, of course, already. But now that we have the regional champion from Vancouver, of course, the Canadian native, which everyone was very excited to see. It's always a fun, you know, a fun story to play out. Sempra taking it all home. So I'd like to sort of, you know, just ask some some general questions of you. Um, but ultimately, first, the team that you picked, Lily Cole, Sempra Sun, as it has sort of now become seen a lot more on ladder of course it's a pairing that has popped up even in utrecht which we'll get into in a little bit but this was a team that was very similar to the top four team of nails in knoxville so how many other teams did you go through before you ultimately settled on this hyper offense sun team yeah i want to i want to say first i had nothing to do with the team it was just nails nails built whole team and i i just ripped it like, I, all I want to be known for is the guy who ripped it and did well, but I went through so many teams. I had, like, a really good Series 1. I was doing well in tournaments, and I was playing, like, draft, tour, dra- draft like, player draft leagues, whatever. I was doing well. And the thing I noticed about Series 1 is I could bring any team and still do well. I'd pick up, like, a Dozo team in, in an afternoon, right? But that just wasn't the case in Series 2. I couldn't find anything. I thought, I, I was, like, between a couple of teams, I was, like, between Animus's uh, Kyle Livinghouse, his full grown setup team, I thought that was really good. Uh, I was between Palace and Balance, which was like really good at that time, and I was between Tom Flame Tusk, and then I guess, I guess if, it was Calvin Foster first who like reached out to me and he was like, "Check out this team," and it was like, it was really weird to me. It was like Torkoal with a bunch of super fast stuff as a Pokemon. His team didn't have Lilligant, but I was like confused in the beginning. But then Nails has his Knoxville performance, and then it does really well in Perth. And I I realized that Torkoal is just really, really good. And somehow, I really feel like Torkoal has this back-to-back performance. I really feel like people would respect it, right? I don't, I don't, know, I don't know why people didn't. And so I was hopping on ladder, and I was just winning games with Lily Cole. I was getting, I was getting like my peak, and I was playing really, really well against my friends. And so I was like, you know, this is the team, and I. I feel like it was kind of a risk. I really thought that people would respect Lily Cole a lot, but the reality is people didn't. I think the reason it stuck out to me as a team is it's just perfect. Like the first thing you do when you pick up a team is you try to look for things you'd replace it. Like like mods you could replace, removes you could replace. I found nothing. I just couldn't replace anything. And I felt like Nails had made such a perfect team that like it would be really stupid for me just not to use it. So that's how I came to the team. I love that. Honestly, I am all for 
using rental teams and sharing teams amongst amongst friends or seeing things that do well. I mean, half 90% of the regulation C teams that I have been using have been from online tournaments that I've seen do well. Now I only see the the open team sheet, so then I just sort of like make up the EVs as I go. Um but you know, Nails is a fantastic team builder and competitor obviously with a with a great great history of doing well in events so you know using using his team as a, as one to go with i mean i think there's that's great because it's it's all about finding what you're most comfortable with of course um knowing what the flow charts are knowing how it plays out and at the end of the day i mean it's still your skill and your maneuvering of the actual team that's going to get you on top it's not just the team itself that's going to carry you you know yeah i feel like a lot of people are scared of just if using teams that are already that have done well, I feel like that's such a weird, like backward mindset. Like it's done well. Why are you scared of using it? People were respecting Lilyquil a lot more. Come like I don't know how to pronounce it. Utrecht, Utrecht, but it was on people's radars at that point. I I, I saw a couple of people's like flow try and people were asking me like how to counter it. So of course it was on people's minds, and yet there was still so much Lilyquil, much much more than previously. Like. I feel like just if a team sticks with you, they just don't think twice. Like just just bring it. If it works, it works. I think it's the mindset of uh, like everyone wants to be the new, like the meta breaker, right? And so everyone wants to make the team that's like, oh yeah, this team is made by me. I want to be the next, like you know, uh, I want to be on the next Cybertron. Uh, I think Mezzi made it on to uh, Adi's like report. And um, everyone wants to be that person. But I, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say like, oh, yeah, no, I, I totally rent teams. No, I I've, I had that mindset, too, where it's like I, I want to make my own first. And then, you know, after a while, I come to realize that like when Semper would send me something, it's like, oh, this is the team. This is the sauce. And I'm just like, I'm going to try it. And then I'm not going to tell anyone because I'm ashamed of myself as a team builder. But you shouldn't be. Lilical has been a thing forever. So it's like, of course, of course, it's not going to be different now, I think. Well, I think it was what you had said, Zempera, that sort of really encapsulates why I think that it did well is because me personally, and I think I've heard this from other people that have commented on the team and the way that it was played. When you think of Lilical, you kind of think it think of it as a fast mode on a trick room team. Right. Where it's like the Torkoal can be used to help set up your your sleep powders and and, and whatnot if you need to. But really, it's like it's going to be in there under Trick Room, maybe with like a Hatterene or a, um, a Rangaroo. And then, of course, you got like NDD and Armourouge or something along those lines. But when you have a team that's just all go, 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 and then you have multiple Pokemon that are able to take advantage of Sun in the way that we've never seen before because of Protosynthesis the team just does really well. So it's like you can prepare for traditional Lily Cole with Trick Room, but being able to prepare for the Lily Cole that is, oh, everything is very fast. Everything hits extremely hard. And you know what? Your non-sun mode being King Gambit plus Dragonite, you said multiple times, people just couldn't even break that aspect of the team. And then when they would prepare for that, that's when you hit them over the head with the, you know, with sun and it's uh it's it's really cool the way that it's built for sure. I, I love a good, you know, fantasy core with the King Gambit, Dragonite, and the Fluttermane, of course. That just played out really well. 
Yeah, I feel like people were like, I remember that even between my team, the team of the groups, their their main criticism was like, it's literally cool, right? Like, what it's not coming out past round five. And I feel like that couldn't have been so wrong, and I'm happy I didn't listen to that. Yeah, I, I feel like there's no such thing as a noob core. Like this, I feel like a lot of people are like, I'll I'll everything up to Screamtail, right? Screamtail is such a good Pokemon, but I feel like a lot of people are scared to to go into, you know, building around Screamtail that aren't going to table set. It's like, yeah, but. If you're not a noob, you're not going to fall for it, and that's just that's just not true, not not at all. Oh, absolutely! It doesn't matter how experienced you are. If something is has 111 base speed, and now it's sitting at a choice scarf level because of booster energy, and it's it can still taunt everything, and it can encore and disable everything, and it has defenses that we've never seen. I mean, it's yeah, it's that's a great Pokemon for sure. It does extremely well in Regulation C, also because. It does very well into the the super bulk uh, teams that we're seeing with Wochian and Ting Lu because it's able to just shut them down. Some of these teams that like seem like oh it's just click buttons win. Some of them are kind of harder to use. Like when Don Dozer first came out and everyone came out and everyone was just like oh yeah it's just click buttons and win. And it was like no no you have to plan around Don Dozer. You have to make sure you know you get them both out and you have to make sure that you put it in the right position. And so uh, you know Sempra's what watching Sempro play and then like seeing him play before it's like oh dude like you rocked it i mean you just rocked it like before i think it was like early season one it was you, you know everyone made the joke he had the click buttons team it was the the dragonite with the goldango and i forget who else it was it was like three choice items though but i think some people don't realize like it's like oh dude like you know he like Put himself in the position where all he has to do now is click buttons and the buildup is what people don't expect so kudos to that definitely so you had mentioned you know your uh your team building group saying lily cole won't get out of round five that's a great segue into actually the tournament itself so of course this being a open team sheet you know massive massive tournament 309 masters players Going through, you did extremely well in in Swiss, right? So you had all your flow charts mapped out, and you were able to, you know, do extremely well in the in the best of threes, obviously. So your first couple rounds in, you know, say you're like, will you take a break? Like round four, I guess, was lunch or something like that. Yeah, round four. You're sitting there at lunch. How are you feeling at that point? How are things going? How are uh, how are, how are you feeling? Your chances are. I did not even think about day two at that point. Like, I really just didn't think I was going to make day two. I just felt happy. I was like, I can't lie, actually. I was sitting with some other really good players having lunch, and I was, I was hearing their stories of how they got hacks out of game or how they got a really unlucky matchup. I just felt like I got lucky. I don't know why. I just wasn't proud of myself for going 4-0 at that point. I was like, I didn't get good match, or I, I didn't get strong opponents or something like that. I don't know, I don't know why that was my mindset, but I, I wasn't proud of myself at that point. I think that's fair. Uh, there's there's something to be said for like the imposter syndrome. You know, it's like when you're yeah, feeling exactly. you're you're doing really well, but you you just don't feel like there's like the luck's going to run out. It's going to this is all just like a facade. It's just gonna it's gonna come crashing down at, at that point. So like how how are the 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 matchups feeling though? Like did you feel as though you were in command when you were playing? Yeah, I felt. Uh, I don't know if it's a spoiler for the rest of the day, but I I was. Doing really well on day one. Like I, I would think I was eighteen and one in games. 
I lost wow. one game to, to Sucker Punch, my games. <laughs> I had to, it's such a stupid story. I had seven PP on Sucker Punch. He had a one health uh, Flutterman. I had a one health King Gambit. I lost. I I looked behind me and Luca Luca Puzz is watching me and I was I was just so I was laughing at myself. It was so funny. That was round two. And I that was my only loss. It was so funny. I, I lost Sucker Punch my games. Yeah, I felt like that's cool though. I mean, that's uh, that's a that's a really good feeling when you're just like, all right, you know, it, it it's gonna run out eventually, but you're sort of just like enjoying the ride at that point, you know. And also, you were there with with some friends, some people that you knew, so that must have been just fun. If nothing else, you were just getting to chat with them and see how their yeah, exactly their games were that going. was the funnest part. Yeah. Okay. So you come back for lunch. You keep playing more games. You have like what five more rounds in day one? I think. Yep. Yeah. So around like round seven or round eight, what was your record at that point? Round seven or eight? It was seven and zero. Seven and zero. Eight and zero. Yeah. Um, so at that point, you're just like day two is already guaranteed at that point. So you're do you, you feel more relaxed or you're just like no, I'm going to go as get as many wins as possible right now. I was just get as many wins as possible. That's what I'm say. I really want to make my day two easier. Yeah, I mean that's that's what you gotta that's what you gotta do. So, were you starting to get any sort of? I'm not gonna say like fanfare necessarily, but were people coming to talk to you? Like, did they know who you were that you were able to amass this unblemished record? Not really. I think I got like some likes on Twitter, some followers. That was kind of it. <laughs> okay. I was already hanging out with some really cool guys. So yeah, I maybe it's possible to happen, but I don't know. I was just I was happy to be there. Look at you all humble, acting like you don't have a whole server cheering you on. You make me sick, just to let you know. Uh, but that is but that is cool, you know, because you're like, just doing really well, going to do to push through. So day one ends, and you're, you know, you've been killing it this whole time. You go back for, for day two. And so you had, what, a few more rounds of Swiss, I guess, at that point? Uh, five. Okay. Um, so we'll sort of just like... We'll get to your first game on stream was in day two, correct? My first game on stream was day one. It was day one? Okay. Yeah. So what was that like? That like them telling you, hey, we're going to be putting you on stream. You're going to be playing this person. Like what was the, I've always been curious about like what the, the gearing up to you actually sitting there. Like, did you have to dock into a specific dock? Did they have to like check your nicknames or anything like that? Uh, It's, they pretty much take your switch. They just set up all the settings they want on it. I don't know what they did exactly, but you don't get access to your Switch. They just take it, and then uh, they just let you on a stream, and you just sit down, they set up everything, they just give you the controller. It's like, it's all pretty much done for you. I felt like I was scared. I, I didn't pay attention to what was happening because I was playing against Battle Room, Battle Room of all people in like a, a pretty bad matchup. The the Talent Task, Tyranitar stuff. That's like a nightmare for someone. So I was I was thinking through my flow charts at that time, so I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention. Okay, that is cool. I, I didn't know that. I thought that there would be like a, something a little bit more involved, but I guess they're not like micing you up or anything because no, not really. They just give you a headset. Yeah, no, yeah. they literally take. They do everything for you. They take your switch and just set everything up. The only thing you do is like team select. What is the point of the headset? Was somebody talking to you? It's yeah. There's white noise, and through the headset, you can hear the two staff behind you and your opponent. Okay. It's really garbage quality, though. It's oh, it's so bad. Huh. I, you really got to listen in. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. Um, so you you win that matchup, and it was, was it 2-0 was it you won that? 
Yeah, it was through. Nice, nice. So it was a you didn't like the matchup going in, but like, what were some of the the decisions that you made to to ensure that you got that victory? I feel like uh, a lot of it was like a really solid flow chart. I just had a really good flow chart going in. Um, cool. That really helped. I, I I really didn't have to think too much on stream. It looked like I was making big predictions or reads, but that was like I'm just reading through my flow chart. Yeah. And those flowcharts, I guess, are things that you worked on with other people that you set up sort of ahead of time, I guess. Those I worked for myself. I don't know why. I just don't. I don't like giving else the responsibility. Yeah. Well, they seem like they certainly worked out for you. So that's cool. So you win that. We go into day two. Five more rounds. You come out of Swiss with a record of twelve and two, which is fantastic. And you had another match on stream in swiss correct yeah wow and so you won that one also no i, I got dumpster oh right who who did you face in that one it was scarlet skill like dylan so you, you so then you you lose that one what was that like sort of then being on the opposite end of then losing on stream i was, I was upset myself not because i lost but because well one thing i did is i didn't use the core that worked that eventually won me the game that was really cool and it was because i had lost the last round to sleep pattern miss and leaf store miss and i was upset at myself because i was like i really let that round get away with me get away from me because of something that happened last round and that was that was what upset me like i don't i don't care if i lose i just thought it was really stupid of me to just you know i i should have played to my outs and i just didn't yeah and sometimes that just that just happens um but it didn't didn't knock you down or you know hold you back obviously since you then went on to win your next two games on stream including the finals where you faced off against another uh, or a uh, pretty big vgc streamer and youtube cr content creator in ryan lacetto aka sableye vgc both of you of course rocking a somewhat similar group with great tusk king gambit and Fluttermane being the similar Pokemon between you, them having Corviknight. What was your what was what was your thoughts on Corviknight? Because I imagine you didn't face too many of them up going up until this point. I thought Corviknight was awesome. I thought it was a really cool adaptation from him. Yeah, to, to being the Corviknight. I don't know. I, I didn't get too much time to stop and think. Oh, I, I'm like trying to recount who I played in day two, and it's just such a crazy list. I think I played every single person in the top eight except for one. Wow. Day two. Including all of top four. From rounds one to five, every single person I played was top eight. And then I played wow. Dimitros, who was the other person I was missing. So I played six out of six out of seven. Of course, the eighth being me. Right. So, wow. Yeah. I, I, at that point, I was just every team I had memorized pretty much. And I was, I just, I had all my notes written down. And at that point, I was getting help from Nails, who's, who's very, very helpful. So I felt very confident. After I beat Demetrius, like I, I feel like the only breaks I got were against Ryan, which is really funny because mm -hmm. he ended up being my finals. Every other matchup was really, really tough. I got Gavin Michaels twice. I got, yeah, uh, I got Cybertron, of course. I got, uh, I got Neil, who I lost to. I got Dylan, who I lost to. Yeah, it was just, it was crazy. I got Demetrius, who had a very good matchup. It was the same, uh, Tyranitar, Talon Tusk. Yep. He had studied the matchup very hard, and it, it showed. By the way he played it was very very close yeah that is that must have been wild to have you know like knowing in that no thinking that this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough matchup but then still being able to pull it out and then you see them you know make great calls 
great, you know, great decisions. And then you just like winning anyways, like again, massive, massive congratulations, taking it home. And then, you know, everything changes for you kind of at that point. So you get approached by, you know, multiple people, I guess, or at least, you know, several, several people for interviews and doing collaborations. And, and then you appeared, of course, on Aaron Cybertron Zhang's channel with him playing your team. Did he approach you and ask you questions about it? And like, how does like the, how is, how is your post regional life been? I'm curious. He was talking to me. I think it was between like rounds four and five or rounds or four. Yeah, day two. He's a really cool guy. He's just talking about the team, right? He was like, I believe he recognized it at that point, and he just said nice things. And so it was cool to talk to, to people like Cybertron, mm-hmm. who like, dude, we're, we're just talking. He was just talking, like we were just discussing Pokemon. That was really cool. That is cool. Was there like someone like who like who was your favorite battle? Like, I mean, like, yes, I know you probably enjoyed all the battles. But was there one that was just like the most exciting, stressful, like the best battle out of that day? You know, and this is not like dumping on every other player, but like, you know, just like which one stuck out to you the most? I think Gavin Michaels both days. That was really, really cool. Like, not just because it's Gavin, but it was just awesome. The matchup, it was like he had rain and I had sun and it was I felt like Rad on Kyogre and it was just. It was awesome because it played very similarly. It was like I have to bring in my my Torkoal whenever he, he threatens water damage, and he has to save his Pelipper for when my Torkoal comes out. It played the exact same way, and it was just so awesome. That matchup was the coolest. Do you think your like old experience with Rinya Sun was just like, oh, this is this is it? Like this is my time. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like it was a lot of studying the matchups and speed, speed, uh, the speed advances we put. It was like, it was a lot of. Mind games. It was a lot of my games. I, I feel like when you go and then you play like dudes like Cybertron, you play like all these other top eight players, you always have one favorite one. So it's like, it's kind of cool to see like, oh, like Cybertron was a cool match, but then it's like Gavin Michaels is still your favorite match though. And like, yeah, you, know, you, do, you, you just did like 80% of Pokemon players dreams. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Also, Demetrius is a pretty cool matchup. I, I really wish that one got streamed. It was so awesome. That is cool. Have you saved those videos somewhere? I've watched you're it just, so many times. You're just like, you're just like, oh shit, did I really say that? Like, I have some rememberable lines just that you gave, and I'm just like, I'm gonna remember this moment forever. Oh this, my god, I was so nervous. I, I gave so I, many terrible lines. Oh my god, it was great. It was just like Spaghetti was so cute. I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> Spragadio so cute. It just it just helped me win. Yeah. And then the uh yeah, I just came here for fun. I, I didn't care if I won or not. I, I just came here for fun. No, no, I'm not trying to go to worlds. I was just like you just crushed everybody in the building soul at that moment. <laughs> oh, that's all I got. So now that you've won and you've done some some stuff on the side, so you play, so you're doing like an exhibition match against Justin Tang tomorrow night, correct? Yeah, Justin okay. Tang's so cool. Very cool. So f- for those that are wondering, we are recording on the 21st, so there's a very good chance that by the time you hear this, uh, the match would have already occurred, but you're going to be playing against Justin Tang. I guess it's going to be, what, streamed on Nino Pokebros' channel? 
uh, yeah. friend, friend of the podcast. And uh, so how did that all come to come to play? Like, do you have to use your regional team or are you going to bring something different? I, I don't think we had to use our regional teams. I think he is bringing his regional team, so I'm bringing mine. So I, I think that's how it became. Cool, cool. It's really cool. I, I love Justin Tang. He's so such a sick person. I, nice. I got to talk to him a lot, and I I really can't say enough about that guy. He's really sick. That's cool. Hopefully, TPCI pays you both <laughs> at yeah, some, I, I at hope some so. point soon. But but that'll be cool. I'm uh, you know that's gonna be that's gonna be really neat. Obviously, you've also seen some social media interaction by the people that you like to follow, such as Freezei, um, which is really cool. How's that? How's that been going? Have you like actually had any any DMs with them? No, no. I okay. I, I just I just send a boy out every time I get one. I got followed by Blunder today, and he's like, "Let's go." My favorite, my favorite Pokemon related person ever. That's so cool. that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Um, yeah, they're they're so funny. I I love the collabs between them and and, uh, and Joey Pokegame. They're hilarious together. Blunder is so funny. I God, I I'm not gonna fanboy out, but he's just so so funny. But cool. So that is uh, that's Vancouver, man. That's uh, that's really cool. And of course, you're able to do it for, for for the country you live in. You know, as a Canadian resident, that's that's really cool. Was there any sort of like added benefit to that, or was it more so just like if you were going to win one, it was going to be one in Canada? I, I personally didn't care. I think everyone else was like super hyped that a Canadian wins <laughs> a Canadian event. I didn't care at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, it didn't matter to me. Yeah. Um. Well, fun. Thank you so. Uh, for, you know. Thanks so much for for chatting about that. I know that you've done a lot of these uh, recapping of Vancouver over the last couple of weeks, so um, we certainly appreciate it. So let's jump over the pond to Utrecht. What's up? Hold on. I'm not leaving this one out. Okay. You you know what I'm going to bring up. I have no idea. You're a wild card. I usually cut cut your stuff, so. It's true, but let's (laughs) see if you cut this. Sempra, I just want you to know. Where was our shadow? I'm hurt. Yo, I was gonna. <laughs> I, I just kept forgetting. I, I forgot so many people. I, I was honestly gonna bring up Blunder on the podcast or on the on the stream too. That was someone I just kept forgetting. Like I just forgot so many people, even after the fact. Like people I worked directly with, I was forgetting. I don't know how. Like, I'm just saying. You know, I mean, before, I know. I before you were cool, you were here on this <laughs> podcast. No, I just kept forgetting people. No, that's that's a big moment. There's a there's a ton going through your mind at that point. Next the, one, you know, the next at the next regional, then you'll have yeah. Less ne- next regional, I'll be I'll be more calm then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Once it becomes old hat, you know. With the, I think the best part about Semper, like you winning in all this, is just like just messing with them now. It's just like, oh yeah, Semper. Like, what's my team? Like, what you know? Like, but I think the first thing Semper messaged me was just like. Don't ask me to build a team. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> uh, it's only because I steal teams. I don't build them. Ex- exact words too. It's just like, oh no, no, no. I just, I just want you to battle. <laughs> well, you know what? Being able to figure out which teams to rip and which ones not to—that's also true. a skill. That's true. I mean, you know, Sample just needs to secretly go talk to every pro and then just tell me what they're bringing, and then I might steal that team. They're like, oh yeah, you thought of this too what no but i i think semperson is probably the thing that'll stick around the most it's not a real thing but it will be now <laughs> well it certainly showed itself over in the netherlands at the utrecht special event 
thank you for that perfect segue, Tony. Um, let's uh, let's look real quick at the Pokemon teams that we had there. Of course, winning it all, Eric Rios coming in second. Uh, their player name is Sakura. Um, Aurelian Sula was the player, followed by Marco Silva in third and Alex Gomez in fourth. Very similar teams in a way. Maybe not necessarily, of course, how they're fully constructed, but um, Eric Rios won utilizing a team of Arcanine with Protect Will-O-Wisp, Flare Blitz, Snarl, and Terragrass, which is neat, using the Agwav Berries, that nice pinch berry. This one is kind of interesting, is Amoongus with Citrus Berry, but the Terra-type Normal, Protect Spore, Rage Powder, Pollen Puff. I do like Terra-type Normal, something that is so bulky as Amoongus, giving it only one weakness that is from Iron Hands, which typically would feel like it's not going to do very much to an Amoongus, so you're not going to bring it. I like that. You have the booster energy on the Roaring Moon with the Flying Terra-type and Acrobatic set with Tailwind, Protect, and Jaw Lock. We have Iron Bundle with the Ghost Terra-type, Focus Sash, Protect Encore, Hydro Pump, and Freeze Dry. So no Tailwind, considering they have the Tailwind, or rather there's no Icy Wind since there's Tailwind Speed Control. Then a Leftovers, Nasty Plot, Protect, Make It Rain Shadow Ball on Goldango, and an AV... Iron Hands with all the regular moves. Seems like a pretty pretty straightforward team. I do like the Water Terra type on Goldango. I know that's definitely become a little bit more common. Nasty Plot set, it just gets so bulky. And with Tailwind, it's nice and fast, able to do a ton of damage. You have the Redirection from Rage Powder, Fake Out support from Iron Hands, and again, that Terra type normal on Amoongus. So anything stand out to you guys about this team? Uh, you basically covered it. The Terra Normal Amoongus. I mean, it makes sense when you point it out. But like, if I would have seen it that for the first time, I would have thought, oh, this guy's just fucking with me. <laughs> like, what a dick. Why would you do that? I think it's like, sometimes I'm just like, do you choose Terra Normal? So you just give your Pokemon the crown? Like, some, I, I feel like that's what I would do. I'd just be like, oh, I like Terra Normal. It's the giant diamond on its head. That's cool. Yeah, no, other than that, I mean, I noticed a lot of the, I'm assuming it's a bulky Goldango set with leftovers. That's pretty interesting. It's kind of cool that that Roaring Moon is like, I feel like it wasn't as popular, but it's like up there now, like just here at least. And then uh, Icy Wind also, Icy Wind not being there is kind of a trip. Yeah, that is a little surprising to me. What about you, Sempra? I think it's pretty cool. I think it just shows Eric Rios strength as a player. More than anything, like this team is nothing special. Like there's a there's a funny terror type and not having goggles on anything is kind of kind of weird. But like other than that, it's like it's just balance. Uh, and I think it shows how good Eric Rios really is. Like he he's done incredible with like Ring of Sun in the past. Mm-hmm. That's like the most basic void team ever. It's just like Eric Rios is so good. He can win with anything. Yeah. Well, this this Baja core with uh bundle Arcanine Amoongus and Hands is uh one that we've just been seeing we've seen since day one basically of series two and it continues to do well one more thought on that amoongus that i'm just sort of realizing now in addition to only it's like it's only weak to fighting right but it also has that ghost immunity so then you look at opposing flutter hands or a a flutter main rather 
And it's like they can't hit it with a fairy type because it's going to be resisted. So then they're going to go with the shadow ball, but then you become immune to it. So then by that, by that point, you might already be asleep. I like that. And it, it, it also forces you to think about it the entire time, too. But on to this next one is Aurelian Sula coming in second place with Iron Bundle. Uh, booster energy and this one does have icy wind along with hydro pump freeze dry and protect with the ghost terra so no encore on this one we have av dragonite with the flying terra type dragon claw instead of outrage uh, terra blast extreme speed and ice spinner we have a sash great tusk despite uh you know scarf or life war picking up in popularity headlong rush close combat earthquake protect the earthquake is Pretty interesting, considering there's only one flying type on the team. But, of course, there is Protect to get around that. Mouse Hold with Safety Goggles. Of course, Friend Guard, Super Fang, Follow Me, Baby Doll Eyes, Protect. And the Ghost Terra. I do like Baby Doll Eyes on Mouse Hold. You know, Follow Me, Super Fang are always going to be there, of course. Goldengo with Covert Cloak. That way you're you know, not getting hit with um, Fake Outs once you do Terra-type Steel or, you know, Snarl. And special attack drops make it rain shadow ball nasty plot protect and then a Volcarona perhaps um, is Volcarona with leftovers terror type water and then we have heat wave bug bus quiver dance and protect again it's a pretty interesting team like you look at it and you sort of know exactly what everything is going to do not seeing any out of the box terror types or anything but again just kind of like a really well-built team that's going to perform well for you Start with you, Semper. Do you uh, anything speak to you on this team that you think you like? Yeah, uh, I think it's classic team again. It's the same team Animus used mm-hmm. or Kyle Livinghouse used. Okay, I, I think it's his name, uh, Kyle Living, something. I'm sorry, but uh, he used that to do well. It's classic team. I think again, it just shows how strong he is. Uh, really on like mm-hmm. using such a like you gotta you, you gotta be you gotta know what you're doing to bring a, a team that's so public and everyone knows. Yeah. Like everyone has matchup with this team, and if you don't, you're, you know, you've pretty much already lost. But it just shows how good of a player he is. I'm purposely trying not to mess up people's names now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. What do you think, Tony? Any uh, anything about this team? Or are you just kind of like, yeah, it's a good team. It does what it's supposed to do. I mean, yeah, it's this is one of those teams where it's like, oh yeah, I'm not surprised, but it did well. I'm I'm not surprised at all. Um, yeah. I did try that mouse hold out before, and I love that mouse hold. So that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I mean, it's nothing. It's not like you dump it on it saying it's like, oh, yeah, this is just an average team. But like, it, it's it's an average team. Like, cool. Like, it works. Yeah. There's no giraffe in top eight. So <laughs> I'm sorry if I don't care as much. No, that's fair. It's It's unfortunate. It is. So let's move on to the third place team, Marco Silva. And we have a shocking Terra type on one of these Pokemon. Um, first off, we have Garganackle with Leftovers, the Ghost Terra type. Salkir, Recover, Wide Guard, Protect. Pretty standard. It's the Ghost Terra type, of course, instead of maybe like Poison or something like that that we've seen in the past. Another Booster Energy, Roaring Moon, again with Acrobatics. This one, however, with Dragon Dance, Throat Chop, and Protect to round out the set. So you go nice and speedy and then just get that uh get that additional boost i'm going to assume because the fact that it's a dragon dance set it's probably going to be attack boosting booster energy and at that point yeah because at that point you're just 
decimating things uh, when you do finally hit them. And of course, Thorchop is just nice for stab and for hyper voice and whatnot. Um, Amoongus, Citrusberry. I want to ruin it. I want to ruin it. Oh, fine. It's a Terra Grass Iron Hands. It's insane. It is a Terra Grass Iron Hands with the Salt Vest, uh, Wild Charge, Fake Out, Volt Switch, and Close Combat. Yeah, I ruined the surprise. You did. You did. <laughs> I do like that Iron Hands. You know, it's it's pretty, your you know, your standard set. Um, interesting, I guess you could say, is that it's Wild Charge and Close Combat, so there's no Drain Punch on there. So it's probably just a little bit more offensive than it would be otherwise. That way it can take some, maybe some knockouts that the opponent wouldn't be expecting because you're getting 220 base power attacks. They're both stab, which is nice. And then Volt Switch to reset those spitf drops. Uh, the next one is Amoongus, the Citrus Berry, Electric Terra type, Spore, Rage Powder, Protect, and Pollen Puff. So another instance of only having one weakness and giving it to a very bulky Pokemon. Um, only that ground weakness, of course. Very cool. I like that on Amoongus. Just giving it as many ways as possible to continue to hang around on the field. Makes sense to me. Uh, last two, Iron Bundle with Focus Sash, Grass, Terra type. This one, Freeze Dry, Icy Wind, Hydro Pump, and Protect. And then Mimikyu, a more offensive one, but it does have a surprise fourth move. We have Life Orb, Play Rough, Shadow Claw, Shadow Sneak, and curse it is terror type ghost as well for some boosted damage no protect but the curse is a great way to I assume deal with dondozo and other pokemon of the like and it probably pairs very well with garganackle because you have salt cure and you have curse chip all going off at the same time it seems pretty difficult to me what do you it's think a, what do you think Zephyr? it's classic team yeah uh yeah. They're, all, they're all just classic teams this is the team zelda used to do Really good at Perth, mm -hmm. top four there, and I think top sixteen something or maybe even higher at OCIC. Same team. Uh, I I think Joe Electric's cool. I don't like it myself, but it's a it's a cool team. It's a classic team. Like uh, can't go wrong. Do you have a preference personally between the Dragon Dance or the Tailwind Roaring Moon sets? Mm, not really. I feel like Tailwind just does nothing. I can't yeah. lie. Yeah, it's for me. When I feel like when I go against it, there's a lot. When I play, it does nothing. Hmm. It's, it's one of those Pokemon, but yeah, it's a cool team. Yeah. What about you, Tony? Yeah, no, I feel that way. Uh, whenever I play against something, it it works every time. Um, no, it's a cool team. Like Curse Mimikyu, that's kind of cool. I tried it. It made sense. I feel like, in all honesty, it it's just I'm not surprised. Like the Terra type electric, that's cool. I'm assuming you just never Terra the Amoongus unless it's like a very rare occasion. So it's like, cool, let's just make it electric. Like, I don't, I mean, because there's still. These teams types. have like a little bit of a weakness to the Town Tusk team. And if you just play around Amoongus, like leverage on Amoongus, it's very good. I think, uh, I think the original reason you'd run Amoongus as Terra electric is you put Mental Herb. And then you just can't get taunted by, by Talon Flame. You can't get Brave Birdie because you're too electric. And you just put everything to sleep. I think that's the original reason. And then I think I agree with you. You barely tear Amoongus anyway. If you like Terra Electric, just stick with Terra Electric. So it just reminds me of the 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 Dondozo team that um that what's his name? 
I'm sorry, I forget his name now. Uh, the one that Wolf played. Ashton? Ashton, there you go. Don't make me look like a dick. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, Ashton, uh, yeah, his he had the whole idea like, oh, I'm not going to use Order Up. I'm just going to use whatever Tatsugiri I feel like. I'm wondering if that's like the same thing with Amoongus. It's like, I never really Terra Amoongus, but if I do, I'm going to make it electric because it has a light bulb on its head. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the flying resistance is really nice. And, yeah. you know, and then only having one weakness, I think also there's certainly something there. But it's funny you, you say that, Semper, that a lot of these teams you're looking at sort of seem weak to Talent Tusk. There's not a single Talent Tusk team in the top eight. Of this. Yeah, it's there, there's plenty of great cool. tusk and there's plenty of tailwind options, but no actual talent tusk, which yeah, is I don't, surprising. I don't understand it either. Like I feel like actually I do understand it. Europeans just love balance. These guys <laughs> just love balance. I, I've talked to a couple of European players. You bring up the idea of something a little bit offensive and they just want to go right back to Garganapo. It's crazy. Really? I don't I don't get it. Like they just love balance. That is interesting how there's different metas that develop, you know, on the different continents and within the different regions and stuff like that. And it's so true. I mean, like, that's just, that's what locals are. And of course, when you have it, like, when you, it becomes difficult to get to a location, then you're going to have, it's going to be dominated by people of that area. So and a lot of these Spanish players are running a ton of, ton of balance. That's for sure. And speaking of last one on the list uh, for the top four, Alex Gomez running another very balanced team. We have Arcanine, and Terra Grass, Safety Goggles, standard set, except for it does have Morning Sun, which is interesting. Protect Flare Blitz, Will-O-Wisp. Then we have Focus Sash on Iron Bundle with a Ghost Terra. Standard Iron Bundle set, um, no Encore on this one. Assault Vested King Gambit with the Fire Terra type. I do like that a lot. Assurance, Iron Head, Sucker Punch, Low Kick. We have your Lumberry, Terra Flying, Tailwind, Dragonite with Terra Blast, E-Speed, and Ice Spinner. Water Terra on Amoongus with Citrus Berry, your standard stuff. And then the Booster Energy, Fairy, Terra, Fluttermane, Protect, Dazzling Gleam, Shadow Ball, and Moonblast. Another very fun team. Fluttermane only getting outsped by Booster Bundles. So you know that it's going to be very fast doing a lot of damage i'm assuming of course it's getting the speed boost but i can't know but i don't know for sure but i do like the morning sun on arcanine i'm kind of surprised we don't see that as much but i guess snarl or yeah i guess snarl is really your your other option there in that slot instead of morning sun huh yeah i feel like uh, snarl and extreme suit are competing but then you just, you just put morning sun there. on yeah which i guess makes sense because there's plenty of damage elsewhere so you may as well have something that just sort of hangs out on the field but I could see Morning Sun like on a Sun team, you know, because then you heal back 75% as opposed to just 50. I feel like some Morning Sun's pretty good though. Like there is mm -hmm. just not very much weather. Yeah. Like I feel like it's kind of weird. Although weather isn't good, this generation's just been like very lax in weather. Like I feel like most other metagames, it's just a revolving door of, of weather, right? Well, it's because there's in... three of them. That's yeah. it. There's and, three setters. Exactly. Oh, I'm sorry, and, four setters. There's one I feel of like each. Number or, one, they, we don't have like like Politoed, for example. We have to run right. Pelipper, which is just not a very good Pokemon. And then there aren't very good abusers. Like the fact that Sun runs Lilligant as abuser is is really funny. And of course the Paradox ones. And then you have Lycan Rock, which is just not a very good Pokemon. Yep. Palafin, Palafin's the exception. Palafin's very good, but it's just not a, a rain abuser in its own right. Like it's it's not your standard rain abuser. Mm -hmm. So it's it's weird. I feel like weather just isn't 
that common. I feel like Morning Sun just abuses that. Like yeah. you, you aren't Morning Sunning in rain, but you're you're getting that flat fifty percent back. Right. Yeah, it's like Swift Swim in, in this gen. It's like Floatzel and Bear Scuda. <laughs> bear like Bear Scuda, like Bear Tick. Oh yeah, Bear Tick. Uh, like it's such it's really garbage mons. It's like oh uh was it um quillfish i think is it like don't forget dreadnought too dreadnought too yeah they did get what top four at orlando like with the exception of 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 rain we got the better setters the the better half of the setters but like the abusers are terrible yeah i miss excadrill i really do i love i loved excadrill i hope it comes back Um, i don't know i'm a little hurt i tried bear take it is trash. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I, I was really hoping that it would work, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that'd be cool." And it's like it doesn't, so don't. Uh, but I think some of them were like, "All right." I think I think it really depends on who's using it. Like the Dreadnought team, uh, when that first came around, that was it was pretty cool. Like I think the guy who used it was definitely like he owned that team. Like that was his team. It was just like I think it just depends. Like what should we talk about? Uh, the top four of San Diego, the dude had a dreadnought. Oh, he had dreadnought oh, and oh, right, right. That's right. There's also one. Diego. I remember because it had dreadnought and Ferrigraph, and I <laughs> fell in love with it. And I was like, I'm going to try this. And I'm like, I just realized that I, I mean, I knew this, but I'm trash. So it, it didn't go very well. There's also James Evans who did really good with snow. I feel like that's the only time snow is brought up. Yeah. I actually, I had a, I was testing out a, a snow team if with regulation c stuff that's been really fun actually with like chi Yu fluttermate or a chi Yu uh iron bundle and obama snow that's been cool no satitan no like did, did we all just forget satitan existed and it was just like oh it's mid it has the coolest shiny i will say the new out of the new gen i think satitan has one of the coolest shinies the black and white with the orange eyes or something it, it, it's, nice. it's pretty legit so let's just wrap up Utrecht here with some of the additional usage stats. Uh, top five Pokemon by a wide margin, honestly. Fluttermate at 53.9%. 248 teams ran Fluttermane. It just, it just goes on to any team, honestly. 33 of them went on to day two. Uh, number two, Iron Bundle at 189 teams. That's 41%. 21 of those went on. Great Tusk was number three at 184 teams. That was 40%. And then the drop-off is pretty big to Amoongus at 32% and Iron Hands at 31%. The number one Pokemon, though, by usage from day one to day two, the way they calculate it is of the Pokemon that were, like, the, the teams that it was on, how many of that population went on to day two? The highest number at 17.6% of the teams with this Pokemon went on to day two was Lilligant. 34 teams, six of them went on to day two. One of them made it to top eight, and the rest were in the back half of the uh, of the uh no of the day two cut. But a lot of the a lot of the exact teams that you were running, Sempra, actually. So it's pretty pretty cool to see the immediate impact that your win has had on a on another regional that's pretty exciting yeah it's pretty cool you mean the semper sun team yeah <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> what i've heard that's, that's, that's only <laughs> yeah, that it's nails team called semper sun there we go 
that's the way we do it now. It's just it's Nails team, but it's Semper Sun. Good job. Good job, Semper. You have a team back. Yeah. But I do have one question, Semper. Um, so on Victory Road, you look at the Utrecht regionals. I don't know if I've just never noticed this before, but when they show the top eight, did they make you take a picture doing that pose? Yeah. Uh, was it the pose where I'm crossing my hands? Across yeah, my arms? yeah, yeah. Where you they, just like kind of look at the camera and you're just they like, yeah. they take you back and they do pictures. Yeah. Did do they make you do that pose or did they you make think you do like, the pose? Okay, I was like, did all eight of these guys just go in and be like, this would be the pose? This makes me look badass. No, and they all... they make you. I'm sorry, then. <laughs> well, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> that was my biggest question about regionals. Is like if. If by somehow I ever go, am I going to have to cross my arms and look at the camera and give fake confidence? Unfortunately. I mean, yeah. Cool. Cool. So now I know. Got to drop like 30 pounds and make myself look kind of. That's a dream. It's a dream. Thank you guys so much for, for coming on, for joining me. I really do appreciate it. So definitely have to do this again. As always, I've been Jake. Sempra. Seal and Tony. Hasta la fuego. Well, I will talk to you later. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I really do appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed. Class dismissed.